There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Be sure to give us a 5-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. But look, let's start. Let's start off with the positives, right? Let's start off with what we know about. We know that Liverpool have signed Alexis McAllister, and that's brilliant. Whatever way you look at that, that's brilliant. The fact we paid thirty-five million makes it even better. But when you see stuff like Liverpool are looking to see if they can sign Thuram after the Euros, and then we'll see if we've enough money left to buy another thirty-five million pound midfielder. Um, and then you're starting to see, and it could be just me, but I'm I'm asking this as a genuine question. Are you guys starting to see stuff in the media that's like almost paving the way for two midfielders and a cheap centre back, and that's your that's your lot? Because I get the feeling that might be where we end up here. And I was reading through a lot of comment sections on the Athletic and the Echo, and as I always try to do, to look at fan reaction and see how everybody's feeling. And there's a lot of people feeling like that's the way this is going to go. And that's not right. It's not great, is it? It's not the the upbeat window we'd all hoped for. So um, I get people who are going to say that the window isn't over yet. And that's a fair point. You've got every right to say that. But you know the whole once bitten, twice shy thing? That's kind of how I feel. And And I feel a bit disheartened at the minute, to be honest with you. I do. I feel a little bit disheartened. LFC USA is in the house. How are we, sir? Here in Boston, Red Sox fans are hating FSG as well. Um, they ruined the Sox with their cheapness. It's 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 mad. And you know what? I woke up today. I looked around, and what do I see? Manchester City about to get into the bidding race for uh, Declan Rice. They've already signed Kovacic, which is like if you're thinking about their business from the point of view of they've lost Gundogan to Barcelona. They've brought in a very good calibre alternative there in Mateo Kovacic to come in for about £30 million from Chelsea. And now they're looking at Declan Rice. We know they're also looking at Josko Gvardiol and that that deal's most likely going to happen. So I'm finding it difficult to be upbeat at the minute and to not sound like a broken record. Have Liverpool made a second signing yet? No. And look, judging by articles... We might not see another signing until July because most of the players we're looking at, Van de Ven, Thuram, 
Kone, Gravenberch, Viega, all players playing in the Euro under 21s. So in one way, it's understandable. It is, but it also kind of suits the narrative, right? It suits the dragging the window along. And then once you get into July, sure, it's not that far to try and blag your way through there with regards to a, a lack of finance for the manager. And um, it feels a long way from the big window we were promised. A long, long way. And it got off to such a good start. And there is still time. But look, is anybody confident that these owners are going to come through for us? Uh, I think if we get Van de Ven and Thuram, I won't be happy with just that. It's just not enough for me. You know, like, I look at it this way. We had a situation where we were told that we had money for Bellingham, right? We could have afforded one Bellingham and nobody else. And the decision was made that Liverpool needed more in midfield than just that one Bellingham signing. And I think we can understand that. Rationally, as football fans, as much as I disagree with it because we didn't get Bellingham, I can understand it. But what I can't understand is, is if we get to a situation where the £120 million midfielder that we could only afford one of ends up in a £70 million midfield rebuild. That doesn't add up to me. You know, if you need more than one Bellingham, that's fair enough, but you still want to be going out there and doing serious business. And we're in a window where we know Declan Rice is available. We know that um, Barella is available. These aren't even questions anymore. These aren't things that FSG or Jurgen Klopp can come out and say, well, they're not on the market. They absolutely are on the market right now. And Rice, yes, bidding war, overpriced, lots of money, fair enough. But to not at least make a play for Barella is criminal in my mind. It's criminal. So McAllister, yes. Turam, Barella, fingers crossed. Van der Ven, fingers crossed. Vega, fingers crossed. There's no way on earth, mate, all those players come in. Not a chance. You've got four midfielders on that list. There's no way four midfielders come in. Not a hope. We're talking two, three if we're lucky on everything that I'm starting to read. We've had four players leave. Surely we need at least four new signings. Well, no. And again, I'm trying to be fair here. So we've replaced the forwards. So you look at Gakpo, we've replaced Bobby. So to be fair, that's been done. The midfielders that we're losing, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Keda and Milner. Yeah, you need three midfielders to come in there. And I'm not, I'm not going to argue any differently. We've got one, so you need at least two more. Now, I think there's an argument to be made that if Trent was to become a midfielder, if that's it, if Trent was to become a midfielder, okay, I'm happy with two, but then you need a right back. And you do need a right back in that scenario. You can't cheap that. Uh, you call the Craig. It's always the next window with these greedy fools. It is. And again, there's still people on their side. And I, I'm, I'm honestly losing my damn mind trying to figure out how anybody can look at this situation with the owners and not feel like it's happening again. Like we're being duped again. Like the, the rug's going to be pulled from under us again. And the media are starting to change the tone of some of the articles that we're, we're reading as well. Um, so let, look, let's look at this as an example, right? There's one piece out there at the minute that says, Orkun Koku was very close to joining Liverpool this summer. The Reds asked Koku not to sign for Benfica in June. 
A deadline was set for Liverpool to submit a bid, but it didn't arrive in time, so he decided to move to Benfica. And and we planned like this was the fucking we planned like a military operation window, remember? No stone was getting left unturned. We wanted a player, we asked him not to sign for somebody, we were given a date, and we didn't fuck all about it. That's not great. That's and that's just one article. Um there's a piece as well coming out of Italy that says Juventus are willing to listen to offers for Federico Chiesa. They want fifty one million. And as of now, Liverpool are the club with the most concrete interest preparing a £35 million bid. And I've got no problem with that. If Liverpool want to go in at £35 million, that's grand. But the thing is, they'll go in at £35 million, it'll be rebuffed, and they won't go back near it again. And we know that that will fucking happen. So, I guess I'm going to ask again, who's doing the planning and what is the plan? Because just ticking boxes of numbers of players isn't enough. You can't just go and get any players because they're two or three midfielders, they're young and they're cheap. That can't be. That can't be the MO. That can't be what we do in this window. We need to be strategic. We need to go, we need somebody who's got a bit of experience in midfield. That's your Barella. We've got somebody who's Premier League tested. That's your McAllister. And then you can say, let's bring in a young French midfielder, 22 years of age, uh, and that's your Thuram. That's sound. But what we're seeing is cheap, cheap, cheap. And cheap being the first thing. The first preference is cheap. And look, the narrative's changing. Then read as many articles as you can. Look at the language being used by journalists. The narrative is changing. And you know what I keep seeing over and over again? I keep seeing people saying, this is FSG testing the waters with fans yet again. And what's happening? Fans are giving them the benefit of the doubt yet again. And the same shit will happen until we grow a backbone and a pair of bollocks and stand up and say to them, we need better. We demand better. We're owed better. And you're going to be met with, greedy assholes, think of this as FIFA. No, we're not. We're not. We're not greedy. We just want to win. We want to succeed. We don't want to waste a generational manager. So please, if you are an FSG in person, look at this. Look at this rationally. Look at this with regard to what they've done in the past. Look at how it's playing out and ask yourself how you think this is going to end. Because there is no more wiggle room. We've had one season where we've shit the bed and we haven't gotten into the Champions League. That's our fault. That's the owners, the manager, the recruitment, the players, the fans. Everybody takes a bit of a hit there. We cannot have this going year on year. We can't go two years out of the Champions League, three years out of the Champions League. And also, one thing that I keep hearing from other fans who want to defend FSG is they act like other clubs are standing still. They talk about what Liverpool done to get to win the league, to get to win the Champions League. And it's not easy to argue against them on that point. But when they see that we've done nothing since that, and Arsenal have progressed, and United have progressed, and City have progressed, and we've stood still. That isn't good enough. What is it going to take for some of these fans that actually speak up, that actually start to question the gospel according to John W. Henry? Because I tell you what, he is nothing but a cheap fuck. 
He is nothing but a charlatan. He is nothing but a money-grabbing arsehole who wants to rinse every pound note out of Liverpool Football Club and spend as little as possible doing it. And if you think in any other way, then you are absolutely kidding yourself. The only thing that has gotten them this far is Jurgen Norbert Klopp. That is the only thing that has saved their ass year after year after year. And they're leaning on them again and they're expecting them to pull rabbits out of hats again while City are out looking at Rice, while Arsenal are looking at Rice, while Arsenal are looking at Kai Havertz, while Arsenal are looking at Yuri and Timber, while United are looking at bringing in players. And we're still looking in fucking Aldi and Lidl yet again. Uh, will we become challenging for the top six miles away from titles, especially if Man United get Qatar? So there's bigger issues to talk about in football at the minute, right? And um, I'm glad. I'm so glad to see Jamie Carragher last night. You know, you guys were here with me last night when that Jamie Carragher tweeted that about sports washing, and I I specifically asked whoever it was at the time. You know, was the last part of that sentence from Jamie? about sports washing needs to be stopped and I was very happy to see that it was and I think Connor said to me that um, Neville was was jumping on that bandwagon as well and it's very worrying because we're already struggling to compete right with your Arsenal's your cities your United's financially but if you throw in a whole new get out of jail free card with Saudi which looks like it's Chelsea's get out of jail free card and it looks like it could be potentially a way for Newcastle to not have 49 million on their books for, for FFP with regards to Ruben Neves because, well, Saudi will buy him and just ship him back over. And then it's a two-year loan. You know, you're seeing shenanigans all over the shop. So even before we speak about the fact that our business just isn't good enough for a club our size, that's before the, the goalposts have been moved even further with potentially this stuff unfolding. It is very worrying for football. It is. Um, and I don't know if anything will be done. And that that's that's really scary. Uh, it's worrying. I don't want to be owned by a state, but it looks like that's the way football is going. They'll create a Super League. Proper football is dying. So a year ago, Craig Adams, I would have told you that you were probably getting a little bit carried away there. You were a little bit um, sensationalist. But with what we've seen potentially starting to unfold over the last month alone, who knows where the game's going? And what's possible, what's happening. Um, because the people who are supposed to look out for the game, they'll get their palms greased, they'll get a cushy job, they'll get onto some committee somewhere. There'll be some way that they'll be pacified into not stepping up and fighting for the game. So, yes, I'm very concerned as well, mate. Napoli fixed the price for Oshman 120 million euro. That's 60 million euro less than the 180 million euro that was literally mentioned yesterday. Um so but look, Oshman isn't our isn't on our radar. We don't need a centre forward. There's so much money coming in from these countries, not just in football, but in every aspect of the moment. Yes. 
look, there's a conversation to be had, Andy, about the amount of Saudi Qatari money that's replaced Russian money in London. Um, there's a huge conversation to be had about that, but I'm not the guy to have that conversation because I'm not informed enough, nor am I English. So it's not really something that I feel comfortable discussing. Um, so David Lynch has been speaking with Football Insider and he said Liverpool will 100% sign a centre-back this summer. Wolfsburg's Mickey van de Ven is one of several options that the Merseysiders are considering. That really piqued my interest because I only know of one other option, um, Inacio. So maybe Timber is still a possibility for us. I don't know. But uh, have you guys seen any more real links to centre-backs? Because for me, Timber went very quiet. Uh, Inacio looked like he was hanging on to see what was happening between us and United, who'd bid for him. And Van de Ven, of course, is one that we've heard and spoken quite a lot about. Um because of the, the link with George Schmack, obviously, who I think brought him to Wolfsburg. Might be a bidding war with Timber. Yeah, it looks like, you do look like you've got Arsenal and United minimum looking at Uri and Timber. Um, and it looks like, for most anyway, the links that I've seen looks very quiet on Timber lately. I'm not seeing anything. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is Gravenberch ahead of Thuram in the process of getting a deal done soon? No. No, Thuram is definitely... Um, Thuram's definitely higher up the food chain of, of who we want. And also, I would suggest um, further work has been done with his agent, from what I've read. Um, I, do you know what? I can't lie, lads. I'm just not convinced by Ryan Gravenberch. I'm not. I, I want to be. But I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see... Uh, Liz, good night, and I hope you're healing well and much love to the family as always. Um, I just don't see it. I don't see a definitive success story when I look at him. I, I just, his body language pisses me off. I watched him play yesterday and I watched for a solid 20 minutes and he didn't even get near the ball. Not Never mind impact the game. I mean, I did not see him physically touch that football in the 20 minutes I was watching. Um, I don't get it. I just I can I get why he's not getting a game at Bayern Munich. I get why a manager doesn't feel like he could trust him there, but I don't get why we are um really weighing up him as an option. 
To be fair, he hasn't played footy for a year. But you're only making my point for me. What you're saying there, only Nathman, is only reinforcing my point. So if he hasn't played footy for a year, that means he's got a lot of catching up to do. And it means that as well as getting to grips with our system, with the league, he's got to get back up to a rhythm of playing. And how long will that take? Because we, we don't really have the wiggle room, pal, right? We need to start the season fast. Um, so I, I think you've got to just reinforce my point for me. But it's a fair one. Like He hasn't played football, but why hasn't he played football? I guess is the question. Could Grafenberg's poor performance Yes, they'd be down to not playing much? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, he had a couple of different managers at Bayern Munich and neither of them fancied him. So, you know, I don't know what that says either. But, you know, two managers and neither really fancied him. You can't judge a player in under 21 euros, different level of football. I'm not just judging him under 21 euros, though. I'm judging the whole picture I see in front of me, which is a player who moved to a club, hasn't convinced two managers, hasn't played, hasn't even stood out at under 21 level, and yet is supposed to be touted as a solution to our midfield problem. If you put all them things together, um, a positive answer I don't come to. And I wonder, like, here's a, here's a genuine question for you. Does anybody think that the fact that there's potentially another Champions League spot on offer and fifth could do it for us? Do you think that might play into FSG's thinking? Because this season, if we finish where we finish next season, we'll be in the Champions League again because of that uh, that new rule, the new legacy places. So I wonder if that's playing into their thought process. If they think um, that fifth is enough to get that Champions League money. Kone was just awarded man of the match for the under-21s game. Value increase in Liverpool removed their interest. Again, as I'm saying right now, mate, that is an easy deal to make. If Liverpool wanted to, that deal could be agreed at Munch and Glad back tomorrow. So you just have to say, is is the interest sincere? And if it is, why has it got to this point? Because George Sun is the sporting director. They're willing sellers and we know the number. And as Redsy said as well, George knows the uh, George Madgan knows the Bundesliga market, and that's you know why he was brought in to look at that market. So, yeah, doesn't it's not a difficult deal to make. So, I don't get it. Like if we could have got that done when he was at Clairefontaine with the under twenty ones preparing for the tournament. So unless maybe Liverpool are just hedging their bets and thinking, well. If somebody else comes in and forces our hand, maybe then we look at it again. But if not, let's just wait. But waiting isn't what we were told was going to happen. We were told we were going to be proactive and that Klopp wanted players in for the start of pre-season. And again, what we've been told and what reality looks like is very different at the minute. Some reports are now saying that Mbappe and Madrid have been agreed. I don't want to be that fella again, but I told you all... Six months ago, that 
that most likely are going to see Ancelotti leave to go manage Brazil eventually and that Kylian Mbappe will 100% end up at Real Madrid. I don't just make these things up, like, I don't just pull them out my arse. I do get some information, like, and that's that was clear to everybody that that was going to happen. What he needed was to make a public acknowledgement that he made a mistake. That's what Florentino Perez wanted, because the last thing he wanted was to go back in, all in on Mbappe again, and him to change his mind, and Madrid look like fools again. That can't happen. So, this is why I'm wondering about the links for Valverde and Chouameni. I'm wondering, is this Madrid maybe trying to line up a couple of things in case they do have to, to buy Mbappe in this window? Reports coming out that Al-Halal won Salah this summer. I hadn't seen that, but I had seen something I mentioned last night about Salah. Um, that Saudi Arabian football official Hafez al Malej has said, we must also start working on the signing of Mo Salah. I think Salah still has records to break with Liverpool, so I hope um, if he doesn't come now, he will come in the future. So look, it does look like there's certainly eyes on Mohamed Salah, but I don't, I got the impression that, you know, this is a year or two down the line, but I don't know. Sky Sports reporting Newcastle very interesting. Chiesa again that makes sense. Newcastle needs somebody in that position. That makes sense. Who would you bring in to replace Salah? I don't think there is someone. Jensk. You know we had this conversation yesterday. I don't know. I don't know if there was anybody out there who you could replicate Salah's. You know nobody we could realistically afford. Like we aren't getting an Mbappe. Let's be frank about that. So really don't know the answer. Chukwesi, I'm not convinced on him. Um, I don't know if there's a if there's an answer really. I don't. It depends what you like, because you could say you could make an argument to say we'll move Diaz across to the right, put Darwin on the left, put Gakpo to the center. And you have Jada as rotation and backup, and then maybe you bring in a different style of attacker. So I don't know if we'd have to necessarily think, right, we need a right-sided forward to replace a right-sided forward. Because we've seen previously when Salah came in, Mane was shifted from right to left. Would I take Doku? Not off the last year, no. You know, he he seems to have stalled a bit. Uh, reports coming out of Saudi Arabia pull out the twenty thirty World Cup bid. They're probably now putting all their eggs and improving their league. They're probably just trying to get away with as much of this shit as they can because, like Kara said last night, to me this this weirdness needs to stop. Salah might have to see out his contract then have a massive payday in twenty twenty five potentially. Yeah, that could happen. Um, but yeah, I can't think of a single player off the top of my head that I'd be comfortable replacing Mo with and co like confident it'll work. Saka ain't going to happen. Obviously, he's tied down to Arsenal now in a new deal. Uh, Elise is 
Olise Areze is not a bad show. You know, um, but as soon as Eze put that England shirt on, that's was it, it was Eze that was capped, wasn't it? For England. As soon as he put that shirt on, that England shirt, his value shot up 20 million straight away because he's now an English international. Um, and there's been a couple of ex-Liverpool players who, who've mentioned him coming to Liverpool. I think John Barnes mentioned that he, he wouldn't mind him. Um, I can't remember if it was Aldridge or somebody else may have mentioned that, you know. Um, so, yeah, Lise would be a decent option. I mean, you're not getting the right now player, but exciting, young possibility. Um, and look, I could, I could understand that risk in our forward line because I feel like we have enough proven players in like Gakpo, in Jota, um, I would even call Diaz proven. We still have to get Darwin to his best, but yeah. If Darwin went on to have the same career for Liverpool like Suarez, do you think we'd sell him like to Barca or Real Madrid? I think with any South American player, you always have to be wary of the possibility that Spanish club could be the dream. And I think you nearly have to accept that. So when, you know, Suarez went to Barcelona, it worked. We can't say it didn't work for him. And do I think a day could come where Real Madrid or Barcelona come in for um, Darwin? Maybe, maybe, but he's ours now. And if they come in from what means he's performing well with us and that's a good thing. So I wouldn't rule that out because of where he's from. You know, it is often seen as the pinnacle for South Americans to go and play in a country with a language of the same, of course, far more cultural similarities to where they're from um, and probably a, a, a brand of football they grew up watching. What I will say is it looks like Darwin loves the club. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Like, I, 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 I'm not in the camp that has doubts about Darwin. I'm... Um, I'm yeah, I'm fully believing Darwin comes good. I don't have doubts about Darwin. I am absolutely melting here. <laughs> would Barca have the money and would Real even want him? Would Barca have the money? Do you know what? Probably not, mate. It's probably a fair point. Would Real want him? Don't know. You know, if you look at the agreement that they apparently made with um Who's the kid? Endrick, the kid they're bringing in from Palmeiras. Um, apparently, they promised him they'd never go after Haaland while he was there. So if you can't go after Haaland and you're looking around for maybe another attacker and Darwin's doing well at Liverpool, maybe. You never know. Better weather too. Yes, definitely that. Havertz to have medical at Arsenal at the weekend. How do you guys feel about that move? From Arsenal for Kai Havertz. Looks like about, what, 60, 65 million? What do we think about that for Arsenal? I think it's, I think it's really good business. I think it's great business. I think he'll do really well at Arsenal. Um, But I don't know if it's a 65 million they needed to spend. I'm not sure about that. Because he's not going to be prolific. Jesus isn't prolific either. So from that perspective, you wonder. 
where it'll work out. But maybe, I don't know. I, I feel it's a bit of an unnecessary one from Arsenal. A bit of an unnecessary expenditure. Maybe the shoe many bid was right. That's what I was saying, Josh. Like, I know people, it's, it's easy to say the shoe many stuff's bullshit. And I get it, of course. But if Madrid are in some way looking to finance Mbappe, maybe Shoemeni is somebody they'd be willing to sacrifice. Or maybe Fede Valverde could be somebody they'd be willing to sacrifice. And if they are, you would, you'd have to assume the interest's still there from Klopp for either um particularly Shoemeni. like if Shoemeni came in matching McAllister and Shoemeni as two midfield signers in this window would just stop lads that's that's tasty and a statement uh reggae dragon said well vertigo Shoemeni are great pickups if we could get it then the window looks great look if you finish this window with even Shoemeni and just McAllister as two signings in midfield. I mean, I'm happy with that. And then we can reassess next summer when when Thiago and Hendo are another year older, maybe. Um, that'd do. I mean, I'd be over the moon with Shoemeni coming in. Would you put De Bruyne in the Gerard Lampard debate? Oh, Jesus, yes. I mean, 100% yes. Definitely. He belongs there. That's the level De Bruyne has got to be spoken about. Um, yeah, yeah, he's right up there with the very best that, that have done it in the Premier League and midfield. Yeah, defo. Just a shame he's a uh, shame he's had Chelsea and City shirts on during his career. Um, but it showed everything about the calibre of him when he went to Wolfsburg, proved himself, and then came back to the Premier League. So yeah, I have nothing but the highest of regard for Kevin De Bruyne. Um, what else we got? I can't explain how much I love Shu Many, said Narwin Dunez. I don't know all that much about. Like, when he was at Monaco, I can't say I watched or knew much about Arlene Shu Many. Paid a lot more attention to him, obviously, since he's moved to Real Madrid. Um, and I can see why Klopp would have been after him. You know, there's a, a lot of attributes that you can see are uh, quality. He chose Madrid over us. I get why, but I don't want uh, to go to us, so I don't want him anywhere near our club. I want players that want to play here and for the badge. I'm I'm sort of of that mindset a lot of the time as well, mate. I do I do feel that way, yeah. Um, but I'd still take too many in a harpy. I would, even though he chose Madrid over us. I've never had a problem with a player unashamedly loving one club or growing up idolising one club. That's natural. And if that club comes in for you, like, let's say right now I'm a 20-year-old and Liverpool are looking at me and Real Madrid are looking at me. I mean, as much as I absolutely love Liverpool Football Club, I would be a liar if I said you wouldn't be flattered or listen to Madrid. Because, again, that's, you know, another amazing football club. So, yeah, look, my friends, I don't think there's much more we can go over tonight. And I'm absolutely melting here under this light. So I am going to uh, bid you all good night and I will see you maybe tomorrow. Um, if not, I'll see you on Saturday. Definitely be a YouTube video out tomorrow as well. So uh, 
No, no cheesecake tonight, mate. No, no cheesecake. But yeah, appreciate you all, as always. And uh, GDEM, I'll try and be a bit more upbeat tomorrow, dude. And thank you for, for looking out for me as well. I don't like feeling distressed either, dude. But I appreciate you all. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.